Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tops Talk, episode 31, and we thank you for listening in from whenever and wherever you are. I'm your host, Alex Birch. Last week, we celebrated our one-year anniversary by heading up to Cooperstown and spending the day at the Hall of Fame. In this episode, we celebrate you, the collector, in honor of Baseball Card Day, which is being celebrated all throughout the game on Saturday, August 13th. As anyone who collects anything knows, each person is unique in their brand of collecting. Some collect full sets, others go for certain players, and so on. This is why I call it the art of collecting, because of the many ways the act can be interpreted and influenced. For this episode, I talked with a handful of collectors about why they do what they do. We start off in the classroom with Frank, a math teacher at Trident Technical College in Charleston, South Carolina. He has the largest Nolan Ryan collection I've certainly ever seen, and the amount has impressed the Ryan Express himself. I spoke with Frank by phone, and he began by explaining how he got into collecting Ryan memorabilia in the first place. I am a huge fan of Nolan Ryan and have been ever since I was a little boy. Um, When I was growing up in New York State, I just was eight years old on a wonderful um, May evening, and I happened to turn on the TV, uh, specifically May 1st, and happened to see Nolan Ryan's seventh no-hitter on TV in 1991. So I'm like, oh, this guy's pretty good. Maybe I should look into collecting him. Um, And it just so happens to turn out that over the next as long as my life, actually, I've been focusing on him with my collection. I've had the opportunity to meet him a couple of times. Granted, they were like 15, 20 years apart, but I've been fortunate to be able to go meet him and talk about my collection with him. And Tops has always been the leader in my mind of producing excellent cards. And, you know, especially around his time in the 60s and 70s, you know, when he was first starting out with his career. So I made it a point to myself to just begin my card collecting by trying to get every Topps card from his rookie card with, you know, Kuzman on it through as long as he was, you know, having cards. And unfortunately, there's been about 10,000 cards produced <laughs> of Nolan Ryan. So it's been quite a difficult task, but I've certainly been able to be have very fortunate opportunities to go to different shows and um you know through technology now been able to acquire cards from all places across the country that i haven't been able to before and, and my collection has just grown and grown and i've been very big on trying to get tops cards because of how many there are of him and since they were basically the originals for him and do you have uh, another like a uh, relationship with Topps cards? Like, for instance, um, you know, other other types of Topps cards that you have found that you liked, um, and maybe go into some different designs that you prefer as a collector. Well, there's always the you know you know trifectas of getting the autograph cards, the jersey cards, you know, the um, other memorabilia, you know, because especially since he was a pitcher, he didn't really get to bat that often, even when he was in the National League. Um, so whenever I can get some bat cards, that'd be, you know, amazing. Um, they even have some glove ones that I've known of. 
But, you know, really, it's, as long as I saw the name Tops on the card, I knew it would be a valuable card and important to my collection. And, you know, I've just come to know that, you know, if I want to find a really good card, I can always turn to Tops first. And it would be a company that I knew would produce a great card, whether it was just a plain picture of him with stats on the back or, you know, even as high end as a one of one with a jersey patch you know, on the back of it. So it'd be, you know, just just kind of looked for the unique ones, you know, especially with the small serial numbers, just so I can be one of like five people to possibly have a card. And, um, you know, at least some of the more modern ones in the late 2000s have been more towards that type of um, memorabilia aspect with the low serial numbers. But if it has Nolan Ryan on the front as a name and tops in the company, it's always been a preferable one of mine. Well, we thank you very much for those kind words. And for for me, as a Mets fan, it's a very sore subject, Nolan Ryan, uh, as, as you probably can understand. Well, he um, did help you win a World Series. He did. He did. However, we gave him away for what amounted to be nothing. Uh, and yeah. so uh, so that, that of course, in Mets lore is, uh, is, is a tough yeah. subject. But, of course, you saw him in that final no-hitter of his. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you had no idea that that was it for no, <laughs> no hitters for him. Be, yeah, being an eight, being an eight year old and just watching this pitcher go, I was, you know, actually not even eight. I was seven at the time. Um, so it was just something, you know, where I just happened to see it, and you know, I was just getting into collecting, you know, with some of the other boys at school, and I was able to meet, you know, Carl Yastrzemski at a show in Atlantic City a couple of months prior, so I really didn't even know what I was doing most of the time with collecting, and just seeing him on TV, you know, at that time with the Rangers just kind of jumped me, you know, into one-track, one-way street, but, you know, and it, it was especially tough trying to collect, you know, him in New York, you know, granted, because all of his cards from the Mets were much older and more vintage, so they were more expensive, especially for a little kid like me. Um, definitely had to work on my chores and get my allowance from my parents and really budget it, you know, just to try to get a card, you know, every couple months. Um, you know, but, you know, having my family be Yankees and Mets fans and, you know, him being all the way down in Texas, it was not exactly the easiest set of cards to collect. But I found a way to do it, and don't worry, I was I was rooting for the Mets that time too, because because he was, <laughs> you know, former Met Met pitcher. So uh, well, at I that time, pain as well. At so. that time, I think the Mets needed all the help they could get. Yeah. <laughs> so we appreciate it. Uh, yeah. No, but for um for you personally, as uh, obviously as you've stated at length, uh, as a Nolan Ryan fan, are you are you a Rangers fan now? I honestly consider myself a baseball fan. You know, I have never really claimed a team um, because I love the sport in general. I'm a season ticket holder to the Charleston River Dogs down here, which just happens to be a Class A affiliate of the New York Yankees. If they were a Class A affiliate of the San Francisco Giants, I would probably still go. Um, It's a matter of I love the game. I love to play it. I love to collect. Um, You know, I'm on, I used to be on church baseball and softball leagues growing up and you know, every time we would go to a city as a family vacation, I'd try to see if there was a major league baseball team in the town to go to. And I'd become a, you know, I guess an adopted Braves fan being down in the South Carolina area and that being the team of the South here. And But, I mean, I, if there's a baseball game on, I'm going to watch it. And 
I don't really claim a team to be my own. So. That's fair. Well, as someone who has gone to ball games in in Charleston, I mean, you've probably seen some great young Yankee talent come through that pipeline recently. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's just so nice to be able to see the guys from basically the lowest of the low with the low A team we have here, then eventually a couple of years later get up through Scranton and Tampa and, you know, all those places and eventually one day play in, you know, the house that Ruth and or Jeter built, depending on which stadium you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was the house that uh, Steinbrenner built. Yeah. Uh, the new, the newest one, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, did you were you able to see guys like Aaron Judge and Luis Severino and Greg Bird? Oh yeah, I mean, I got I I actually you know Greg Bird and I had some great conversations here a couple of years ago, and I got an autograph ball of his and Judge even um, J.R. Murphy you know last sure. couple of years being the catcher um, you know up at the majors you know it's just so nice to be able to see them and know them hey i met them when they were down here and you know just nice to talk to the people down here when they're you know very humble about where they are and very young and you know see them mature and grow up throughout the process and know it is going to be a long struggle and you never know when you're going to get to the show but it's just a work in progress that you know makes everybody just want to live their dream and you know do what they can do to be a success in life whether it's baseball or teaching like myself or even you know have the greatest podcast in the world you know it's just a matter of you know just doing what you can to get the job done what you just described was is something that has made people collect cards from the beginning really which is that relationship mm-hmm. at the start for you you had a very different collecting yeah. story of starting at the end and I'm curious if you are going to plan on maybe starting a collection of someone younger now or maybe starting another collection with a different player. I've been so invested with Nolan Ryan that until the baseball companies stop making stuff, I don't think (laughs) I'll ever stop, you know, because I've built up a collection and I don't know if you were able to look at the video that I Oh, I was. It was quite the video. I have close to a thousand cards of him. I have all four jerseys of teams that he played, posters, bats, plates, coins, stamps. I mean, Wheaties boxes. I mean, you know, it's just, it's taken up in like a corner of my basement that I have, you know, so it's, and it's just always a desired path. Like I'm planning on going to Atlantic City in August to the National Sports Collectors Convention, you know, to keep acquiring and you know there's obviously other players that i have admired you know and even in present time like you know mike trout and you know some of the nice big young ones you know that are coming up that i would love to get stuff from but it's not really what i would look for you know at least now it allows me to admire the game as a whole rather than a player because you know the advantage of i think collecting a vintage player is He's already established himself as being one of the best players of all time, not just at his position, but in the game. And it just allows me to watch the game now with a different viewpoint than a collector, because now I'm really and truly a fan. And so by watching him at the end of his career, you know, it really just made me grow up learning about the game and doing all different things and with my parents about the game and little league and at that time. So even now as a, you know, 32 year old male adult, it's, you know, I can really 
look at the game from a fan's perspective and still every now and then go out and acquire some things like when Alex Rodriguez was making a rehab start in Charles and I, I got a ball and we got, you know, Reggie Jackson that would come to the park every now and then. So I would obviously be a fan of those people and would get, you know, signatures if I could. But I don't think I'll start another collection as intense as I do with my Nolan Ryan collection just because I have invested, you know, 75% of my life to that and I'm looking forward to acquiring that and hopefully pass it down to some of my kids one day whenever I do get the chance to have that. And I'll use that segue for my final question to you, which is, or and and, and more so, not even a question, more so a um, a request, which is mm-hmm. for you to explain to listeners if they haven't really gotten to collecting, or maybe they're mm-hmm. debating on whether they should hand down a collection to their kids. Explain why you believe that it is an important art to do, the art of collecting. That, that's a great word you use, the art of collecting, because. You know, we all have our jobs and, you know, daily routines that we do. And, you know, I heard this great phrase that said, um, the world, the, the earth without art is just EH, you know, because it's, it's an in, intricate point of having an artistic or a hobby in your life. And so if anybody is interested in collecting, whether they start with a team or a player or a generic sport like soccer, you know, with the drive that that's been happening, just being able to do research on, you know, the computer nowadays with all this technology and databases that we have, um, it's just something to inquire, you know, with you know, being able to go out and have fun. You know, sports is first and foremost a game, and collecting can be a game as well, you know, because I remember sitting in my cafeteria at my middle school and elementary school trading cards with my friends but that, you know, whether it was Scotty Pippen for, you know, something else or whatever, it was just a nice thing to bond people together with. And even when I go to these shows, whether it's a small one in, you know, the South Carolina, North Carolina area or the big conventions, like I said, I'm planning on going to Atlantic City, just seeing the passion that other people have for something similar that you do just brings instant friendships. And, you know, my dad has always told me that, you know, his mother – you know, bless her heart, you know, she threw away his eight Mickey Mantle rookie cards because she didn't think they'd be worth anything one day. And, Oof. you know, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. that's the reaction that most people have. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I don't think I'd be driving a Chevy right now if he still had them, but <laughs> I love my car. But, it's, you know, it's something where, you know, collecting is one thing, and you said it great, as being an art form because I, I mentioned earlier that I was I had a chance to meet Carl Yastrzemski, and my mom has always told me about that day because I was very little and still a little you know fuzzy in my mind. But she told me, and I was able to remember this. I was like the only little boy in that entire line getting his autograph, at least as far as my mind can remember and see. And he was he noticed that because he actually just had a small conversation with me and would look up and talk to me, ask for my name and, you know, what I do. And, you know, it's just so it was nice to be able to connect to the players like that. And, you know, even now with, you know, Cam Newton, you know, he always makes sure to find a kid in the stands and give the footballs to, you know, me as an adult, you know, fan and have taken a 
you know, love for the Panthers and the Falcons down here with the NFL. You know, I know I'm never going to have a chance to get a ball from him because I'm not, you know, a six-year-old, but it's just the glow on the kid's face. And that's kind of what I expressed when I first started collecting. You know, yeah, I got this brand-new card, you know, whether it was a 50-cent one or I worked for it, you know, over the course of months with chores to get this one card from this Pops collection or whatever it was. And, you know, it's it's just something that families can bond together with that and, you know, kids can learn a little bit about business, even if they wanted to, with value and, you know, math, especially since I'm a math teacher, you know, why trading a $30 card for a $2.50 card is not a good trade for both sides. <laughs> so it, it's, it just allows people, and like I said, it allows them to learn more about the game. You know, like, you know, I don't know if the backs of cards now are having, you know, war stats or whips or anything like that. You know, I've learned more statistics in the last you know, five, seven years by watching the shows than I have in the first 15, just because A, I didn't really understand them then, but it's just good talking points about, you know, players and different sports and everything like that. And, you know, some people I know collect anything Pittsburgh Steelers. Some people I know collect anything from the year 1973 because that's the year they got married. You know, it's just, you know, everybody can find their intricacies and with tops and with collecting, you know, that gives people a chance to really express their passions and whether somebody does it for their own sense or their goal is to pass it down, you know, with these things, the value, there's more value in the art of collecting than there is in the actual, you know, process of it, you know, so it's just something where it definitely bonds people and and bring them together and I'm like I said earlier I'm looking forward to expanding my collection and just seeing how it goes have you always wanted to have your entire card collection in your pocket well head to the app or Google Play Store and download Topps Bunt the baseball card trading app for both Google and Apple devices you can collect thousands of different cards for many different years And you can even play your collection in daily fantasy contests throughout the season and postseason. Having a mobile card collection is only a tap away. On August 3rd, thousands of collectors descended upon Atlantic City to attend the National Sports Collectors Convention, or simply known as the National. There I spoke with Chris from New Jersey about his love for collecting. Uh, well, I grew up in a, a, a card trading household. My father, uh, I was just talking to my older brother yesterday as I was preparing to come to the National today, and we recollected on going up into the attic and finding my father's lost Bowman and Topps cards from 51, 2, and 3. Wow. Uh, and um, my older brother and father were so interested in the hobby that they actually opened a small card shop in our hometown in Freehold, New Jersey, growing up. Um, so... I was kind of born into it. I didn't have a choice, but I was always a baseball fan, and Tops, especially Tops, growing up was just uh, such a big part of the collecting and such a big part of uh, the hobby at that time. So I've always been a fan of Tops and Bowman. Now, how have you kind of evolved your kind of your your collection? How have you evolved your the way that you collect? Well, I think you know, growing up, it was always. Uh, breaking vending boxes to try and build a set or something like that and trading with your friends for the cards you didn't have. But these days, I much more collect my favorite team. I'm a big Orioles fan. I also like the Cubs, so uh, go after certain players 
I've since the patches and autos came out in, in the packs, um, I've really enjoyed that, and that really got me back into the hobby after I was uh, out of the hobby for a little while. Those kind of new new things that were introduced that are now totally standard in so many products, but uh, that really got me back into things. And uh, it doesn't hurt, as I said, to have family members, my brother-in-law, my older brother, who are interested as well. So. We cover everything from vintage to current. I'm more of the current guy, the prospect guy, the up-and-comers. And now I love going to minor league games and spring training, so I love collecting the cards to try and find guys I might be able to get an autograph from uh, at one of the games that I go to. So it's, it's been really fun. Yeah, one of my favorite things about collecting cards is that there are so many ways you can do it. I mean, you can collect certain sets each year that you know are going to be there, like Bowman or Bowman Draft or Allen and Ginter, which I know you like, and uh, and and there's also you know you can go after people, you can go after certain players as well. When you look forward, I mean, do you want to continue um, collecting in this way, or, or maybe do you want to maybe alter the way that you collect in certain ways? Well, I know that I've I've got uh, every Ginter set um, and most of the inserts, uh, save for the really rare ones. Mm. Uh, from 2007 so I want to go back one year finish that off and continue forward every year and I think that you know with the son now um, as he gets older and grows into being more of a fan I think I'm going to keep collecting like the draft picks and prospects Bowman stuff because it's a little lower end it's easier to get involved with a a child and um, you know as he gets older who knows but I think Definitely stick with the Ginter, but also really heavily in the in the young guys. Those are really the ones I like to collect now and follow them as they make their uh, path up to the major leagues. And finally, at the National, I was privileged to talk with Kim and Shane, also from New Jersey. Shane is a very passionate collector who has a full floor of his house dedicated to baseball cards. Kim, his loving wife, opened herself up to the art of collecting and saw some similarities to some of her own interests as well. I started our conversation off by asking Shane how he started this passion of his. It's so ingrained in the man, he had trouble even recounting how it began. Uh, you know, that's a, I couldn't tell you. I, could, I always played baseball as a kid. and maybe, maybe it was just playing baseball as a kid and watching baseball and then just seeing the packs at a stationary store or in a supermarket, and it just started from that. Hmm. And other kids in the neighborhood collected cards, so it was kind of, you know, something to do. You traded, you sold between the two, you know, when you are little, and it just started from there. And it just kept progressing and progressing, and as I got older, the more money I had, the more I spent, you know? So it just grew from there. And then you found an enabler. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Kim, and so Kim, you, you, uh, you really, allowed him to explore this uh, and let me shake your hand <laughs> uh, no, but, but really it's a it's a really wonderful thing to kind of be able to camp out around and to do together you know oh, and and explain why why you guys find joy in that well I think in any good relationship you're gonna find joy in what the other person does so I mean if this was her thing then I would do it for her just like there's things that I really don't want to do that I do with her Probably more so she does for me, yeah, but a little bit. maybe a little bit bigger, like coming to the yeah. sports car convention. But uh, it's been many years getting her to convert to where she is. Yeah. So it didn't start it. right. It so didn't start like that. I had right. a, like a bottom of a closet when we lived together in an apartment or under the bed, so where I have a whole room 
and then a little bit of another room, and then maybe downstairs sometimes. Yeah. So and now a floor. And now a floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is incredible. Yeah. And uh, and so what I'm curious is to who are the guys that that you dream of to get a card of? Like who are your guys that you love to collect? That's well, it's it's funny because I do I love all the prospects. But I remember going to Cooperstown with my dad as a kid and getting all the free autographs. So now it's kind of like I'm slowly putting together vintage guys that I remember him talking about, like Koufax and Mantle and even like, you know, Campanella, Brooks Robinson, all the guys he would talk to me about. So, like, I'm slowly starting to piece together a small vintage collection. Interesting. Nothing crazy, but just stuff that I remember with my father. Of saying, oh, that's you know Brooks Robinson, or oh, that's Sandy Koufax, or, or that's Ted Williams. So that's where it's kind of going to now. I like the prospects, but it's the vintage stuff that I find the most joy in looking at yeah. and trying to get something from a particular player because of the memories. It's kind of hard yeah. to have a memory of somebody who's not even in the major leagues yet. Sure. You know. I mean, I'm I'm with you with that. I love um, I love our heritage set. I think our tops heritage set yep. is a lot of fun. Because, you know, it focuses on a certain year and you know, to mimic that, as well as also include older cards within that set. So I, I absolutely am on the same page with you. Also, for something that you would go after, the old Bowmans, like before Topps bought Bowman. Like, I thought that those were awesome. And, uh, and I, I'm, like I said, I'm with you with the, uh, with the vintage style. Uh, but let's talk about who you like in the here and now. Who's your favorite team? Well, uh oh. I still follow Atlanta. I followed Atlanta okay. years ago when they had the great pitching staff. Sure. And they had Maddox and Clavin and Smoltz. So I still have to say I'm an Atlanta fan. But I'm a baseball fan. I'll watch any baseball game. Um, I like to watch the Yankees, but I'm not a Yankee fan. Hmm. Just want to make that clear. <laughs> not a Yankee fan. I appreciate that distinction. I'm a Mets <laughs> fan. fan. I'm I would a Mets fan. Watch the Mets. Yeah. I am I am happy to hear that. And uh, and right now, you know, it's funny because I for so long, you know, I, I was a, and I am a diehard Mets fan, but I am the same realm as you. Like, I can watch any baseball game. Yep. Just put it on, and I'll find something interesting with it because yep. I just love the game. And the, the evidence of that is my favorite pitcher of all time is Greg Maddox. He gave me fits as a child because of his brilliance. <laughs> but I, I absolutely fell in love with the way that he went about his business and to the point where... You know, I would. I, I know a lot of his stats, like offhand. Um, but enough about all that. Uh, I want to know more about more about a more about you guys and b uh, how you intend to kind of grow this collection of yours. How do you want this to kind of end for you? Like, do you want? Are you looking for a particular uh, a set to finish or multiple sets in this case to to try and finish, or are you kind of going more? Into the, um, I'm going to look after certain, look out for certain guys and go after certain guys. It's a good question. You know, it, it's I kind of I'm almost like an an ADHD collector because I'll get into a certain player, and then all of a sudden for whatever reason I stop, and then I'll get into certain prospects and then I'll stop. So I, I kind of do the prospects to, to find the hot guys, mm-hmm. um, but that's a very touchy feely for anybody that does prospects. You can either do a great job of getting who you need or you can do a horrible job and spend all your money and the guy never pans out so it kind of like it all depends on what mood I'm in and what I'm looking for at the time it's really I'm really kind of all over the place 
I we I see a lot of similarities with you too. I, I kind of jump around as well. I'm a big 99% of the products I buy are tops, but every once in a while you find a different product that the car's just nice. Yep. The scent might not even be good, but you just like the design of the car. Yeah. You know what I mean? So sometimes it is just the design of the car that makes you want to buy the product. Yeah. Not even that you're getting, you know, two autographs a box or a big hit. It's just the design of the card itself. And that's what really being a collector is. It's not because you want that one autograph card out of the box. It's that you appreciate every card that comes out. You sit there and you look at every card. And speaking of appreciating, I want to go back to Kim here because <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> no, it's because I want... I want you to, uh, to to explain to those out there how you got into kind of this, I don't want to say acceptance, but understanding of, of your partner and and how you got to really understand the, the flow of collecting and, and the really, as I like to say, the art of collecting. Well, it's just like anything else. It's it's uh, isn't marriage and being in a relationship all about accepting what the other person has, where they come from, how they act, what they do, and this is what makes him happy, and this is what gives him joy, and so therefore that gives me happiness and joy. You know, I, I'm sure he's not fond of walking into a Michael Kors store and picking out a bag. Uh, I'm sure he is not fond of, you know, walking through a store and trying to find that one item or pair of jeans that I said I wanted for something, but he does it. And Unless they sell cards, like at Target or Walmart. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> yeah, Target's different. I, right, try to then you get I try to keep Target on the down low <laughs> because spending $50 on that when I wanted laundry detergent is a little bit different. Uh, but... Um, you know, I think it's, you know, he it, he knows that it, that makes me happy and it puts a smile on my face, therefore it puts a smile on his face. So he's home, he's not out, he's not blowing the money, you know, he's not blowing the money on a bar, he's not out every night, he's not, he's home. And he's looking through the love of his baseball cards and... It's, it's real, it's, I can see how women can be upset and think that it's a waste of money, uh, but so could $400 on a pocketbook that you're only gonna use three months out of the year. And, you know, and then put it away in the nice little bag that they give it to you and put it in your closet and only come out next spring because it's only a certain color. It's one in the same. It's kind of like baseball it's, cards. Right, it's it's one very similar. Right, it's one in the same, so how can I you know, how can you judge someone and say, well, this is a waste of money when he can open up a closet and say, when was the last time you wore that? I am so glad I'm recording this. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, it's... I will send you a copy. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but... It, it is, you know. But it, it's and, a, that's a great point. Yeah. I think it really, honestly, not to get cheesy, but it comes down to the loving your partner. Right. You're going to accept whatever they love. Right. You yep. don't have a, really have a choice to. You either accept it because you love them, or you hate it and you make it an unfun thing to do. Right. Right. It's funny because when you look at it as, you know, an an identity creator, like instead of something that is the entire identity, then you start to kind of lose that view of seeing your partner, seeing the, the person you love, because then all you see is, whoa, card collector, that's enough, or whoa, you know, video game, like 24-7 player. I mean, it's... Like you get, you lose that view. So I'm. This turned into a really nice conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what though? It's funny. We've been married. 
I think if I had a dollar today for everyone, every guy that asked me, oh my God, how long have you, you know, you're, you're only five years in. I'm like, we're 15 years of marriage in. There you go. And, you know, they the same guy. I'm like, yeah, the same guy, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. So, so I said, it's taken a long time. Sure. It's taken it, a it long time, right. Huh. It wasn't in the beginning. I was kind of like, wait a minute, what is all this stuff? But as I embraced it and accepted it and got found interest, well, what is it that you're doing? Ask them. Ask them, what is it that you're doing? Because looking at you just thumbing through cards I'm like that looks really super boring (laughs) but you know when he tells me he's looking for and he's making a set of prospects or he's he's looking through his redemptions or he's looking through you know whatever then it makes sense and then you're like oh okay well well what do you need to finish that so it's kind of like then you keep asking more questions and more questions and then it's you know you understand what he's doing because if you don't ask questions absolutely it looks like the most ridiculous thing in the world on the outside but when you ask and try to figure out what understand it is what's and understand what they're doing it makes sense thanks for listening to top stock and we hope you hear us again soon you can subscribe to us on itunes audioboom soundcloud and stitcher and you can find us on twitter at top stock If you have any questions or comments or would like to tell us your collecting story on a future episode, email us at topstock at tops.com. Special thanks goes to Clay Laraski, Leanne Minutoli, Susan LeJudai, Kevin Moody, Chris, Shane, Kim, and Frank. This has been Episode 31 of Topstock.